So that God is, God is interested in the tiny details of your life. I didn't pray about it. I didn't ask about it. I needed it. I didn't ask God. There's a place. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Not the answer to your prayers. The desires of your heart. I want to thank God for that. And I want you to remain strong for the two weeks or so. I'll be away. I'll be back before the end of the month. But I will be looking younger, nicer, refreshed. (laughs) So I want to thank God for his faithfulness. And I want to thank God for those that remember a man of God. Placed a call I didn't ask. I don't even ask people for anything. I just go on and God shows up. So somebody, that's a word for you. God has not forgotten you. This morning as you remain standing, I want you to bring you a word in season. I sought the Lord on behalf of the church and the Lord reminded me of the story of Solomon, the son of David. How that at a certain point in time, it was time to give burnt offerings to the Lord. And unlike normal kings and normal people, he gave a thousand burnt offerings to the Lord. They counted, they thought he would stop, they counted and they got tired of counting because he looked at his life and said to himself that if it's where, according to the selection of men, I, Solomon, can never be king after David because my mother got to my father the wrong way. If it's seniority, it should not be mine. I'm speaking volumes to somebody here. Any chobani roti. Ah. Any tashilori. Chodupe. Biolosha kunileruloni. Solomon looked back at his life and said, How is it that the stone that was rejected became the chief cornerstone? And so when it was time to give a bond her friends, he broke the record. Nobody told him what to do. And guess what? God showed up that night. And God asked him, with what you have done, you've caught my attention. And there are people that say, it doesn't matter what you give God, just give something. It is not true. It matters what you give God. Solomon gave something that nobody had done before God showed up in his room. And you know the only question God asked him? What is it you want? No limits. No boundaries. What is it you want? Solomon said, I want wisdom. (laughs) Hey, somebody said, it doesn't matter what you give God. That's why you don't know God. God says, is that all you're going to ask? He said, plus what you did not ask. Come on now. Long life prosperity, that there will be no king ever again like you. Peace on every side. You know, I want to talk to people in church. What is this thing that when it comes to God, you tip God. Does God look like a waiter to you? You read the scripture. Whatever a man sows, that's what he reap. If you want God to show up and ask you, he said, even if you ask for the life of your enemies, I will have given their life to you. He said, nobody will be able to touch you. Please, don't quote that thing anymore that it doesn't matter what you keep give God. Not where I'm at. I will challenge you. What you sow is what you reap. 
Somebody said, the widow gave her might. You didn't read the story very well. The might was the only thing she had left. So in terms of volume and value, the Bible says, Jesus said she gave more than the rich men who put a lot in. If I give everything and it's only 5,000, I gave more than you if you gave 500,000, but meanwhile you have 50 million in your account. And God never changes. You cannot be my friend if I know that you tip God. I will put you at a distance because you dishonor the one I honor. I choose my friends very carefully. Once I know that you do nonsense with God, I will greet you, but I will not move near you. If you notice, I will never come to your house. Because whoever honors God is on my side. Whoever dishonors God, I will love you as the Bible, but I will not be your friend. If you want to be close to me, you'll stand on the right side and honor God. But that's not even the message. The message is God asking, what do you want? And for a lot of people, if God asks you what you want, you will answer wrongly. This man answered and God says, Bible says, and this thing pleased the Lord. (laughs) I want to say to you, I bring you a word today that I heard from the Spirit. That this is what you need to ask for. Somebody had prepared Solomon a long time ago. The Bible says it was his mother that told him, this is what to choose. This morning, I declare you blessed because the things you're going to hear now, righteous men of old desired to hear it, but they didn't hear it. Some people have asked for the wrong thing. And so the life that they have does not change. Follow me with the word of God this morning, Psalm 103. I'm going to breathe in verses 1 to 5 in the New King James Version. Today is the day that you have the key to unlock the door into in what is called the incredible life. May the Lord bring it to pass in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who then satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles and this morning i bring you the word of the lord that is an answer to a question that is about to be spoken to us. When the Lord says, tell me, what do you want? And what we should ask for is to say to the Lord, crown me with thy loving kindness. This morning, that is the title of my message as by instruction that if the Lord were to ask me, Femi Paul, what do you want me to do? I will not mention specifics because captured in this answer is more than I could ever ask for. Crown us with thy 
loving kindness. Up on the screen, you will see, as I paraphrase verses 4 to 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Father, this morning, as we go into the word of the Lord, let there be illumination and enlightenment of our soul and our understanding that we will not choose wrong, but we will choose right. And our story will be like the story of Solomon, who was blessed beyond reproach and had peace on every side all the days of his life. Thank you, Father, for instructing us in righteousness. Before the question is asked, we already have the answer. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, say amen. You may be seated. Tell your neighbor, me, I'm going to choose right. Tell, tell the Lord, say, crown me with thy loving kindness. Crown me. Crown me. Somebody that is smart knows that the word crown is deliberate. Can I ask you, when you dress somebody up in royalty, what is the pinnacle of the dressing? Is it not the crown? You wear the robe. You wear the sandal. You wear the ring and so on. Until the crown is there. Nothing. In royal terms, it is better you're wearing the crown and wearing jeans. Hey! Because once you see the crown, there is no confusion as to who it is. But you can wear the robe and you can be challenged because there's no crown. Put your hand on your head. Say, crown me with loving kindness. Ah! Orowanle. Loving kindness is something people never studied, never understood. I didn't know about it until the Lord says, the only thing attached to crown in my Bible is loving kindness. Go and check it out. You have everything else and you're not crowned with loving kindness. I don't know whether you're good just yet. Now, I want to explain to you in grammatical terms, which is not exactly able to capture the spiritual context and the extent and the magnificence and how powerful and almost omnipotent the word loving kindness is. And I hope multimillionaire can help me with this. Loving kindness is benevolent tenderness. The word loving kindness is benevolent tenderness. The word benevolence is to be helpful. Understanding the state of the person below. To do it without having to make the person grovel and beg and crawl like a cockroach. So benevolent tenderness. Whew. I wish... I could say more. Tenderness is, is a way of relating to somebody that the person will never need to squirm, will never need to have feel pain, they may never have to feel disgrace, may ne will never need to even whimper. So when the word of the Lord says loving kindness is benevolent 
tenderness. Somebody helping you in such a way. In any way. Loving kindness. Listen to me. Good. Why the Lord says choose loving kindness. It means steadfast love. Not just love. Steadfast. Never missing a beat. Never needing for you to call before it shows up. When the songwriter says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. The new every morning. Great is the faithfulness Inside of loving kindness is steadfast love, but it is not all of loving kindness. Inside of loving kindness is benevolent tenderness. And there's, there's another word. Inside loving kindness is expansive kindness. The word expansive is ever growing. So the more your need or your life grows, it can catch up with the kind of kindness that's called expansive. The word expansive is illimitable stretching unbelievably the Lord said choose loving kindness it's a crown the last word used to uh, as a component factor inside loving kindness is compassionate generosity someone say generosity say it well generosity if you want God to be generous to you say generosity you know the word generosity you ask a one, he gives you 10 million. May the Lord be generous towards me. <laughs> now, when I now hear about compassionate generosity, hey, do you hear me what I'm saying? Compassionate generosity. All this for benevolent tenderness, steadfast love, expansive kindness, and compassionate generosity merged together is what you choose when you choose loving kindness. Oh, somebody ought to be clapping for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving me an answer nobody would know existed. Let me now take the word kindness. Loving, you understand that kindness. Kindness is always a gift. A gift by the decision of the giver. Let me explain that to you. That if I'm kind towards you. It's a choice that I made. It is never determined by your behavior. Kindness comes from the giver. It's a decision. It has nothing to do with who you are. How you are. I just choose to be kind towards you. It's a decision. You lot us talk about loving. And kindness. It means that he will constantly decide whether people like it or not. He will constantly decide whether you have done enough or not to bless you. Loving kindness. It's a decision. It's different from a reward. If God gives me something I have earned, it is not an act of kindness. It is an act of acknowledging what I've done and giving me a reward. That reward is good, but reward can never move near 
kindness. I'll give you a story. The Bible, the Lord talked about a story, a parable of a man that went to the marketplace. He had a farm and went to hire people who were lounging there that didn't have a job. He went in the early hours of the morning, gave somebody, he says, I'll give you 10 denarius to come and work for me. He went at 12 o'clock. Then he went even at 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the evening. Come and work for me. And I'll give you. So at the trade time, he gave the person that started at 8 o'clock or 7 in the morning, 10 denarii, and the one that started at 6, 10 denarii. The one that started at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock said, why? Why are you giving off the same? They said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gave you what I told you I would give you. And I have decided what I'm going to give this person. That's not a reward. That's an act of kindness. Some of you that started following the Lord late, you need to hear me. Some of you that have never not gotten some things wrong. See, if it's a matter of reward, the prayers you're saying may never come to pass. But if it is by the measure of kindness, let me tell you, good measure, press down, shake it together and running over. That's what happened to Solomon. Solomon's mother was Bathsheba. Bathsheba, how? If Bathsheba is even allowed to stay, who could ever imagine that Jehovah would choose? Hey, the first child died by the order of God. The second child was Solomon. Loving kindness and tender mercies. No other king like that. You see, this God we're talking about, when God decides to be kind to a Solomon, you can judge all you like. You can talk all you like. Nothing can touch loving kindness. Bagbeer, it is done, deals, signed, sealed, and delivered. May the Lord crown me with his loving kindness. I don't know about you. Yeah, may the Lord crown us with his loving kindness. Let me show you something. The same Psalm 103, verse 5. I read from verse 1. I want you to just go to verse 5. Psalm 103, verse 5. I read the New King James Version, verse 5 in the NIV. Rather than say, he's, he, he is, um, let me read that. Who satisfies your mouth? No, no. First give me New King James, then I read this one. So they get what I'm saying. This one says, who satisfies, read with me. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle? So that means because of the loving kindness he will satisfy your mouth with good things not because of what you have done so that your youth will be renewed good now give me the niv it says who satisfies what you didn't hear what i said who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles i want to ask you a question if the lord satisfies your desire What will happen to your life? You know, if some people hear your desires, they will quarrel with you. Do you know that most of us are not bold enough to pray what we desire? Because we look at ourselves and we feel, I'm not worthy of this. It's too late for me. I'm too old. This Bible says, if the Lord crowns you with loving kindness, he will satisfy not your prayers. Your de desire is what you're thinking that your brain is afraid to process for your 
central nervous system to authorize your mouth to speak. It's not every desire you can speak. Can Bathsheba, with the disgrace she started with, ever speak a desire that this same womb that God rejected the child will be bought a child? Not only the next king, the king that there will never be a king. Everybody came from all over the world to come and look at Solomon. All that kings came to look at a king. Ah, loving kindness, no big small matter. Who satisfies? Put your hand on your heart. You can judge my prayer, but it's not your business what I desire. God, if you choose loving kindness, he will go to your heart and satisfy it. Solomon knew something that you're finding out today. Peace on every side. Never again a king like that. Father, let this revelation dictate the rest of our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Who satisfies your desires with, a, with, with good things so that your, your root is renewed like the eagles. Can you say amen to that? Amen. The way he's going to do it, you don't know. I described the workings of this kind of thing that God says he does. A desire is not necessarily something somebody prayed about. Let me give you an example. When he asked Solomon, what do you want? Solomon desired that his enemies <laughs> will not be around to pursue him and kill him. He didn't say it. Solomon desired long life and prosperity. Did he ask for it? This is the satisfaction of desire that happened to the man who chose what God wanted him to choose. I pray that you will choose loving, loving kindness in Jesus' name. So that what you desire, but you have not said, God will satisfy it. Someone says, somehow, somehow. You know what I say? God is going to do it one way or the other. Through one person or another person. If somebody refuses, God will raise somebody else. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Give me the amplified classic of this scripture. We're talking about when you choose loving kindness, when you're crowned with loving kindness, listen to this. It says, who satisfies your mouth, your necessity, your necessity and desire at the personal age and your personal situation. Your desire at your personal age, the age bracket you're in, and your personal situation you know what that means? We can be in the same age bracket, but our personal situation is not the same. Can I get a witness? Anybody that gives me a witness, I'm going to say a prayer for you. You know you can be in the same age bracket with somebody and the person may be ahead of you. So this satisfying your desire goes to the point where your personal age, you know life, let me warn you about something. There are some things you have to have at a certain age bracket, otherwise it is not well. So when the Bible says this choosing the loving kindness will allow God to grant the desires of your heart relative to your age bracket. You heard me talking about me wanting to be a grandparent. 
In February, I'm going to be 60. I have grandchildren in the church, but I don't have any in my house. By the time I'm 60, ah, it's not okay. It's not okay. So I am talking what is important to me. Hey, don't look at me, look at yourself. I want the race of children easily. I have four. I want the race of children with first class education. If you come to my house, if you see certificate, you go fear. Uh-huh, but that is not equal to grandparents. Yeah. They look me. I said they look me. <laughs> who, who fills me this morning? Who satisfies your mouth? Your necessity is deep. Necessity means say, if something not happens soon, well, y'all go gas. If something not change very soon, what is glory may become shame. Somebody say necessity. Is there somebody here that has a necessity? God bless you. You will receive the desires of your heart. The way you jumped up, God will speed up to do it for you. You know, when I'm preaching under the anointing like this, it's not the time for you to act like ice block. God sees you. Who satisfies your mouth? Your necessity and desire at your personal age and your personal situation. Ah, there are many personal situations. I'm a pastor. People come to see me. He satisfies your mouth and your desire relative to your personal situation with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle, strong, overcoming, and so are You know, when you talk about your youth being renewed, it means something will happen to you will make you shout like a teenager. Something will happen to you that make you dance like in your 20s. Something will happen in your house that will make you in the... Listen, the way you walk will differ. The way you drive will differ. The way you sing in church will differ. The way you spend money. You will not be looking at prices. You will pick what you want not relative to the price. When you go shopping, you will not ask for price before you pick what you want. Somebody say, Lord, come now with the loving kindness. Your youth being renewed is that there is no room for insult, there's no need for talk. God will confound the people with the testimony they hear before you arrive. Your glory will be like the sun, even if you are blind. When the sun rises in the morning, you will find the heat. You will need no introduction when your youth is renewed. You will wake up in the morning, you'll be lifting up your hand. Hallelujah. When your youth is renewed, what young people should be doing? In your old age, you do it without thinking. There's nothing like old man when the Lord renews your youth. The Bible says concerning Moses, his eyes did not dim. Even his strength did not abate. May God give us long life, good health, and very good health to enjoy what God is going to bless us with in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And those of you over 60, I want to speak a word to you that the Lord will renew your youth. You will live long, you will live strong, you will, you will be like a young woman, you'll be like a young man to enjoy the things you didn't even know that God is still yet going to do in your life by my word this morning to the glory of God in the name of Jesus. If you're not saying amen, you're not happy for those over 60. If you want to get to 60 and 70, say amen. It says strong. Overcoming means against everything your village people said. Against all the critics. Overcoming. And soaring talks about getting better. God will do it somehow, somehow. God will do it one way or the other. If they like, let them choke. Do something. The Lord said, if you are going to choose, tell me to crown you with loving kindness. Are you beginning to understand what I'm talking about? All through September, if you like, don't be praying that prayer. If you like, don't be telling God. Because he has spoken once. Me, I've heard twice. This is the key that will change the gameplay. Somebody say glory to God. In 1 Peter 2 verse 10, let me show you how somebody say loving kindness. It says once you were less than nothing. That's not an insult. It's just a description. Once you that we're speaking to were less than nothing. Now you are God's own. Say amen. <laughs> Once you knew very little of God's kindness. Now your very lives have been changed by it. Say let it be so. Say it well. Let it be so in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. It said once. You knew very little about God's kindness. You didn't even understand the word of word kindness. You never even meditated on the word loving kindness. Nobody ever taught you. That's okay. But it talks about a time when your very lives will be changed by it. By God's kindness. It is a crown. It is the kindness of God is actioned by a crowning. The word actioned is a thought, a plan is carried out. So God's kindness being the crown, it is actioned by a crowning and it manifests as a crowning glory. It is God's nature to crown. The crown is the most important part of the dressing of royalty. Bible says you are a uh, royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. So in your dress up, if you lack a crown, you are not yet authentic. So it's a crown. It is actioned by crowning and it manifests as crowning glory. May our lives get to the point that crowning glory becomes the evidence that God blessed us. What kind of amen is that? What kind of amen is that? The psalmist in the Amplified Version, Psalm 57 and verse 10 says, For your mercy and loving kindness, they are great. Listen to this. Reaching to the heavens. The effect transcends what happens in this terrestrial realm. 
You see, a crown is recognized from the heavens to the earth to under the earth. It says your loving kindness is great, reaching to the heavens, and your truth and faithfulness to the clouds. The clouds are just about two miles from where you're sitting. To the heavens is immeasurable. Your truth and your faithfulness is good. But your mercy and your loving kindness reaches to the heavens. Go and ask Solomon where you see him. Ara everybody bale. When Solomon got his own loving kindness, it's Bible says there was peace on every side. May the Lord do it for us in Jesus' name. Psalm 36, I read from the New King James Version, verses 7 to 8, and I read verse 10a. It says, now, precious is your loving kindness, O God. Somebody knew, somebody knew what God is just showing us. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are, this is the result, they are abundantly satisfied. Not satisfied, abundantly satisfied with what? The fullness of your house. Not your house, the fullness of your house, abundantly satisfied. And you give them drink from the river of what? Why are you afraid to say so? From the river of what? From the river of what? You see, a lot of Christians have imbibed the wrong doctrine that for you to be holy and be spiritual, your life has to be tough. Solomon's life was full of pleasures. Excuse me? I am going to America in a very pleasurable way. Because serving God has benefits. Whether you say amen, you don't say amen. When I went to Israel, I was driving around in Rolls Royce, different ones every day. I don't need to buy, but I ride it. And when I'm done with it, I come back to my station. When I need it again, it will show up. So I'm not going to see some kids singing some silly songs, riding Rolls Royce, and I feel bitter. When I need it, it shows up. But that's not what drives me. When I talk about the rivers of your pleasures, there is a time and a place that God honors you. It should just not be the focus of your life. And it should not be the measure of how you see yourself in the sight of God. Glory to God. And in verse 10, it says, Oh, continue your loving kindness to those who know you. The psalmist said, because of all this, I get it. It says, continue your loving kindness to those that know you. Question is, do you know God? You can't say this if you don't know what I just told you. The psalmist says, continue your loving kindness to those that know God. Somebody say, continue your loving kindness to me that I know you. <laughs> Continue your loving kindness to me that I know you. And I say amen to that in Jesus' name. I close with Jeremiah 31. On the choice to make. To ask the Lord to crown you also with his loving kindness. Jeremiah 31 verses 3 to 4. I read from the New King James Version. says the Lord has appeared of old to me. It's a prophet Jeremiah. The Lord appeared saying, yes, 
I have loved you everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I don't. Because I loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I didn't choose anything else. With loving kindness, I have drawn you. And it makes a promise. It says, again, I will build you and you shall be rebuilt. You don't understand that. You exist and God says, I will redo you. I will remake you. When God says that, it's like this building exists. It says, I have built this building. I will rebuild it. Do you think if I was as a man to rebuild this building, do you think what I will build will be comparable to this? It will be so much better. That promise and it says, I have built you, but you shall be rebuilt. Is one of the one most wonderful promises in the Bible. It says again, I build you and you shall be rebuilt. Which means the model of you that people are used to has no bearing with the model of you that is about to emerge. And to God be the glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I say glory to God. Why don't you stand on your feet? And there should be one look in your eye that I'm not going to miss this one. Why don't you lift up your hand to the Lord and say to the Lord, to the question, what do I want? I have my answer now. The answer I give you today is according to the word of the Lord. Speak to the Lord in your own prayer. Say, Lord, crown me with thy loving kindness. With understanding, I'm able to to sing the song. With understanding, I'm able to answer the Lord. If you're persuaded, pray, not just yourself. Use us as a family. Use us as a church. Use us as a nation. Crown us with a loving kindness. As you do so, the joy of the Lord will erupt in my heart. My, because my youth will be renewed like the eagles. With you doing so, thanksgiving will blast out of the windows of my house. Celebration after celebration will be my portion. How that the Lord has rebuilt me and I become a so much better version of what I've ever been. Father, do this for me as a person. Do this for us as a family. Crown us with your loving kindness as a church. As a nation, the best you can do for us is to crown us without the crown. We cannot truly reign in life as royalty. The Bible says they will reign in life. Without a crown, it is impossible to reign. Crown us with your loving kindness so that the joy of the Lord will be our song. Glory to God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the darkness of death, in the shadows of sin, the joy of the Lord is my strength. 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 In the darkness of death. In the shadows of sin, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Once you, once you, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. The 
As he crowns us with his loving kindness, the joy of the Lord should be our response. 
In the darkness, I will dance. At tough times, I will sing. Because he has crowned me with his loving kindness. Father, we bless your holy name. For we have made a good choice. And this thing pleased the Lord. And the Lord says, even your desires that you do not voice, I will grant unto you. So it is with you and I. From this day forward, that God will prove himself just the same way he did in times of old. In our lives, in our families, in our church, and in our nation. In Jesus' name, we pray. If you have been blessed this morning, please joyfully clap those hands. The joy of the Lord is our strength. As you go forth, don't let nothing bring you down. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy activates the crowning. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hmm.